the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and I love the creativity. Lundy, uh, it's not paint by numbers right now. A lot of the legal sports books across the country, they are brushing with uh, a Picasso stroke. And what I mean by that is, uh, based on the various offerings they are tossing out there to the masses, I mean, we are in the golden age of betting, and there's just so much to choose from. It's just a buffet of goodness every single week. And if you go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now and you click on the weekly specials, uh, they've been building these out uh, these first couple of weeks of the NFL season. Uh, you get a lot of really interesting lines uh, that are at plus odds in most cases, and it could take advantage. I took advantage of one last week in that mammoth matchup between Kansas City and Baltimore. Uh, I took the over on combined Lamar Jackson rush yards with Patrick Mahomes passing yards, and it was set at 365 and a half. Cha-ching! Easy ticket to cash. Oh, yeah. This one That's... is in a similar territory. Similar Uh-oh. territory. So I'm going to get Uh-oh. your thoughts you on this. All right. What do you well, got? I want to hear it. Well, we know how just dastardly and embarrassing the Jacksonville Jaguars are, and this is why we call Urban Meyer uh, the biggest raging nincompoop in the NFL. So you get Arizona coming to town. Uh, you know, you could argue most explosive offense in the league right now. And Kyler Murray, the dachshund of the desert, going to work those little legs. And the line at DraftKings over three and a half total touchdowns. So that's passing and rushing at plus 175 against Meek Jacksonville. I'm willing to fire off on that. Remember, Kyler went 289 and four. Through the air alone against Tennessee, also added a rushing TD along with 20 rushing yards. And then last week in Minnesota, 400 passing yards, three passing TDs, 31 on the ground, and a rushing TD. So he's gone for five and four in back-to-back games. I think he's got to get four combined scores this weekend and a likely blowout win there in Duval County. So are you with me on Kyler Murray? Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm also with the fact you have uh, generated a massive man crush on your boy, Rondale Moore, as oh, well. I do love him. So maybe, you know, you get one or or maybe even two uh, passing touchdowns to Rondale Moore, and then he, you know, he scurries across the ground, grabs you a couple of more. This is pretty nice at a plus 170. Yeah, a lot of uh, cartoonish wheels spinning right now <laughs> in this Arizona oh, yeah. offense, whether it's Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk had some big plays. Hell, even A.J. Green's ancient ass found the end zone last week. So, again, Kyler Murray, over three and a half total touchdowns under weekly specials at DraftKings Sportsbook. It is a diamond in the rough, plus 175. With that, let's get to it on this hump day edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lenny, it's been a while since I actually worked at a Major League Baseball pick, so let's go ahead and do this. And I'm going to start off a crack of the bat. Give me the under on the L.A. Dodgers, six and a half total runs in Colorado, yes, uh, fading the Dodgers at Coors Field seems like a dangerous proposition. I'm tight roping across the Grand Canyon, but I'm going to do it anyway. Minus 120 at DraftKings. Why? Herman Marquez. Home is where the heart is. Home or where the numbers are when it comes to Herman Marquez. And I just want to say that again. 3.16 ERA inside the friendly confines of Coors Field. Just a 2.02 batting average against a 94 innings pitch this season. And you look at the Dodgers. Uh, they've slipped a little bit offensively here in the month of September, just a 721 OPS. They've averaged 4.7 runs per game. And at Coors this season, 
They've only been over this number three times in eight games. I'm going to follow the trend. I'm going to follow the outstanding digits accumulated by Marquez. And give me the under again on the Dodgers. Six and a half runs in Colorado. Minus 120 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Uh, this is going to be a close one, man. A little closer than you think. I was at Coors Field last night, as a matter of fact, for the first game of this three-game set between the Dodgers and the Rockies. Marquez's ERA, you're right. He he is a lot happier pitching at home, which is funny because everybody thinks that Coors Field is such a launching pad uh, when it comes to uh, problems for pitchers. But his ERA has been slowly creeping up over his last few starts. He has not looked like the guy that he was at the beginning of the season. I still think he's underrated as a starting pitcher in the MLB. He's really damn good. Uh, I'm going to follow you because I think the Dodgers are going to finish right at six, but I think we could be sweating late innings in in this one only because, uh, like I said, Marquez is really good, but he has not looked all that great over the course uh, of the last three or four weeks. So let's hope the Marquez of the start of the season shows up because this could be an interesting one. Walker Bueller, Bueller, Bueller on the mound (laughs) for the Dodgers uh, on the other side. And obviously, L.A in a divisional race right now with San Francisco, so they've got a lot to play for. Yeah, apply that extra layer of Old Spice. We are indeed going to be pitting out over Herman Marquez in this under on the Dodgers. Number four. All right, let's go to Thursday night football. No, I'm not going to talk about uh, the hideous match between Houston and Carolina. Uh, we will reserve that. Uh, we'll have a pick coming up here. Uh, in just a minute, and a full slate of action to get us all through this Thursday night football game that only a sports better or a fantasy football player could love. Uh, but uh, we're going to have more of that tomorrow. But right now, I do want to focus on the college football matchup that we have on Thursday night. We got uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd going up against Appalachian State. And I'm going to say uh, we are Marshall. Uh, I'm going to take the Thundering Herd, plus seven and a half. Pull this one from FanDuel at minus 120. Be kind to me, Captain Hook. Yar! Uh, The reason why I think Marshall's going to cover this game, uh, the Herd defense has been getting after the quarterback. 16 and a half sacks in three games this season. They got a slinger as well. And Grant Wells at QB, who's completed 69.2% of his attempts, and he's gone for at least 333 passing yards in each of his first three contests. However, turnovers have been problematic. Knowing how well Marshall's defense has played, knowing they have a reputable quarterback at the controls, if they can minimize the mistakes here, Lundy, I think they're, they're going to keep this one all nice and snug in the end. I think uh, you know when the final... Horn sounds in this one uh, to be App State by three points. So give me Marshall plus seven and a half. I think they score the cover, and it could be of the backdoor variety. Fade or follow, uh, again, minus 120 at FanDuel. Fade, fade, fade. Now, there's a few reasons why I'm fading. First and foremost, uh, lately your college football picks have sucked. Oh, God, they're Uh, terrible. I mean, let's let's just be honest. You have had some struggles here at the beginning of the college (laughs) football season. Uh, (laughs) And so that is reason number one. Now, beyond just me trying to verbally slap you on today's podcast, uh, let me go to this. Marshall had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter last week against East Carolina and blew it. Turnovers. Um, Yeah, turnovers are a problem. Here's the other problem. Marshall can't stop the run. 
They are giving up 187 yards a game on the ground so far. And you know what Appalachian State likes to do? Run the ball. So I know you brought up the fact that Marshall can get to the quarterback and sack him, but I don't know that it's going to matter if they're handing the ball off uh, and running it down Marshall's throat. They've got two running backs already, the Mountaineers do, that are over 250 yards rushing so far through the first three games. So they've got a couple of guys that they can lean on. I'm going to go with App State on this one. I'm going to give up the points. I'm going to fade the living daylights out of you and your NCAA football picks, my friend. Uh, Which is a very wise move. Uh, My bank account is slowly draining because of stupid college football. Come on, fighting Byron Leftwiches. Number three. All right, let's go to the other Thursday night game in the NFL. And again, we're going to have our full slate of picks on tomorrow's podcast. Let's give you a little appetizer, a little taste here. And I'm going to go deep, so deep it may put your butt to sleep. Give me an anytime touchdown for Dan Arnold. Yeah, little Sam Darnold to Arnold action. That could happen in this game. Plus 450 for an Arnold anytime TD at BetMGM. You look at what Dan Arnold did last week. Saw an expanded role. Seven targets, five catches, 61 yards, no touchdown. That's what he has in the season. But he's got a pair of red zone targets, and those came a week ago. And you look at Houston. Uh, This is a defense that has struggled containing tight ends. And it's not like they have faced uh, Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Uh, It was Jacksonville and Cleveland. All right, it was Sean O'Hanasi, Shaughnessy, whatever his last name is. He's injured now. And then you had Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryan and David Njoku. They got theirs last week. In total, the Texans have given up 21 targets, 18 catches, 177 yards, and a TD to the tight end position. So, Darnold to Arnold? That could be in full effect. Plus 450. I'm getting seduced by that juice again at Bet MGM. Will the tight end get an end zone spike? What do you say, Luddy? Fade or follow? I will follow on this one because I'm going to get seduced by the juice with the opportunity. I'll also throw in an early bonus time. Ooh. His over his over under on yards is only 21 and a half. Yeah, that's low. Uh, which is way low given what the Texans are doing. You look at last week where he had what 55 yards. Um, I mean, he's he's you know he's a target. It, it, Darnold's looking for him. Maybe it's just because he gets confused by the name on the back of the jersey. I don't know. Darnold <laughs> Arnold is like, hey, look, it's my twin. I, I don't know what he's doing, but he's getting the ball to him. And so I love the the juice, uh, the the profitability on the plus number uh, with him scoring the touchdown. But I also would say to back it with the yardage total as well because I think that's pretty damn low. Uh, and right now over at Caesars, that twenty one and a half is only minus one ten. It hasn't been juiced uh, to the over. It's actually juiced to the under believe it or not so I say uh, go the opposite way from what uh, the public has been doing so far and grab uh, Dan Arnold and let's see if we can get that Darnold Arnold connection yeah we need that action no doubt about it have a handsome start to week number three stick around for our top picks in week three of the NFL plus bonus time in Major League Baseball Number two. All right, Luddy, let's look ahead to the main slate of games uh, upcoming this NFL Sunday. And I got a one-team total. Then again, I'm scratching my head about it. You know, I like to correlate, synergy, bring it all together. I talked about Kyler Murray at the top of the podcast, how I, I like the over on the three-and-a-half combined touchdowns at plus 175. <laughs> available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Staying at that same book, give me the over on those Desert Birds. 30.5 total points. 
against those clawless cats of Jacksonville. And look at Arizona, first couple of games, 38 points they hung on Tennessee, and then 34 last week against Minnesota. As I mentioned, Kyler Murray has just been an unstoppable force. 740 total yards, nine combined touchdowns through two weeks. Jacksonville, meanwhile, uh, they are who we thought they were. 9.23 YPA through the air. They have a lot been respectable against running backs, allowing just 3.41 yards per carry. But Houston, uh, they hung a 37-burger on them. Uh, Denver, though, only with 23 points last week. Arizona, though, is a powder keg, and they are set to explode there in northeast Florida. So give me the over 30.5 total points for the Arizona Cardinals in Jacksonville, minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Yeah, I'll roll on this one just because we've already talked about uh, as we kicked off the pod with Kyler. Uh, I I really think Jacksonville may just roll over and just let them run down the field. Uh, this team is an absolute hot mess and is well on their way to having the number one overall pick in back to back drafts <laughs> uh, with the way that they're playing right now. Uh, by the way, uh, early notice to Shad Khan: uh, trade that, uh, get yourself yes, some players, on, get yourself Shad. some picks. Come on, do something. But yeah, Zona is going to drop a ridiculous amount of points 30 and a half seems way too low i feel like this is uh a five touchdown plus effort uh out of the cardinals by the time it's all said and done uh yeah they're on the road uh but i think people are going to be having more fun in that pool uh at the uh, at the stadium <laughs> in jacksonville than they are on the field yeah they better load up on the margaritas uh and oh, just ignore yeah. the action because it is going to be disgusting on the field back kyler and company with some cold hard cash Number one. All right, sticking with the team total theme here, Lundy. Let's go to Lake Erie along those shores. I don't think the Cleveland Browns are going to hang a ton of points this week against my Chicago Bears. And bias aside and full objectivity here, give me the under on the Browns, 26 and a half. It seems really high. Total points at plus odds, plus 100 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, I know Cleveland went for 29 against Kansas City, 31 against Houston, the Bears defensively, at least up front, far more stiff uh, than what we saw in those first couple of opponents. Uh, the Bears have allowed 9.42 yards per attempt. Uh, they gave that up to Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, but they've allowed just 3.81 yards per carry to running backs. So and we know what the strength of Cleveland is. They want to run early, run often, run down your throat with the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And who the hell is Baker Mayfield going to throw the ball to if OBJ doesn't suit up? He's highly questionable, still recovering from off-season knee surgery, or at least he had it late last season, and uh, is not quite 100%, so we'll see if he's going to be on the field. he got no Jarvis Landry. He's on injured reserve. So is it going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones? Is it going to be Schwartz? Is it going to be Rashard Higgins? Is it going to be the tight ends? I mean, the cupboard's rather bare there for Baker Mayfield, and if the Bears can you know, at least be controlling there in the trenches – uh, despite how well Chubb and Hunt play, and they could run amok and eat up the clock. And still, I don't think Cleveland's going to have enough time on the board to get over and hit 27 points. So give me the under. 26.5 points, plus 100 at DraftKings. Uh, I get the sense this game's going to finish like 23-17 to 17, Cleveland. Fade or follow. 
I'll follow, but this is I, I think this is actually a, a better set number than than you're chiming in on. I, I think this is probably a 24, somewhere between 24 and 27. So obviously we look at 27, all of a sudden you're getting hooked and you're pissed off. You know, you're just mad. And that's not how we want to spend our, our football Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and follow you, though, because I do. I, I like the score that you just talked about. That 23-17 sounds like a number that I would expect between these two teams. And again, part of it is because of what Cleveland is dealing with from an injury standpoint more than anything else. I'm, I'm leaning a little bit further away from what the Bears are doing and looking more at what the Browns are facing uh, with all their problems that they've got currently on the roster. So uh, give me the under on this one, but I, we might be sweating and hoping that they don't sneak a field goal in there late. Yeah, hopefully not. And I, God, just start Justin Fields already, Matt Nagy. Quit beating around the bush. Quit being a pansy. Just make it happen now. With that, uh, let's get to it. I'm not at all bitter. I'm not at all disgruntled. Uh, with some <laughs> bonus say, time. The, the tone of your voice just completely changed. <laughs> I, I, I'm just pissed off because it's taken this long, and Andy Dalton's not even healthy. He still won't name Fields the starter. Oh, and Andy Dalton will be our guy. What's Just what are you doing? All right, no. I need a palate cleanser. Bonus time, Lundy, hit me. Yeah, let's uh, let's go a couple. I'm trying to uh, continue to have some fun in Major League Baseball. Of course, we'll have a ton of bonus times for you with the NFL as we go through the rest of the week. But let's start here. I mentioned the fact that I was at Coors last night. The Dodgers wanted it in extra innings. I think they're going to win it again uh, tonight. Uh, at Coors Field as they continue this battle in the NL West. So I'm going to take the Dodgers on the money line. I'm going to put them together with the Astros, who are also uh, heavy favorites, uh, taking on the L.A. Angels. Uh, You put those two together on the money line, Brad. It's a plus 120. And you know why I want to add Houston in there? Because the Angels are rolling out our boy, Brad. Jansen Junk! Junk! Yes. will be on the mound for the Angels tonight, taking on the Astros. Uh, it, I mean, Junk's strikeout prop, dude, is over under two and a half. I mean, they are not expecting jack squat out of this kid, okay? So right. take Houston on the money line, the Dodgers on the money line, both of those together at a plus 120. And how about this? Vince Velasquez, who got picked up by the Padres when they put Blake Snell on the uh, I.L., um, Velasquez uh, will be starting for the Padres against San Francisco uh, and his strikeout prop is is at four and a half, and I'm taking the under. Dude didn't even pitch in the month of August, uh, then gets picked up by the Padres because they just desperately need somebody because of what's happening with uh, what's happening with Snell. He faced San Francisco when he was with the Phillies, uh, and he only had two strikeouts against them back in June. So I just this strikeout number seems too high. I think he finishes with maybe three. Uh, if he gets lucky four, but I don't think he gets over this number. So take the under on Vince Velasquez at four and a half Ks. I like that one. It's a great call. Uh, let's go to the north side. Uh, my Chicago Cubs hosting the Minnesota Twins. And give me Frank Schwindel for an RBI at plus 165. Uh, why do I like it? Well, last time he faced Joe Ryan, uh, he went yard, had a three-run shot. Uh, he's only faced him twice. And, and again, one of those times was a three-run round tripper, and that occurred back on September 1st. So a sense of familiarity there. Not only that, but Schwindel's just been raking. Uh, last 30 days, batting 358 with nine bombs and 22 RBI with a 1.083 OPS. And inside Wrigley Field, he's hitting 384 on the season with six homers, 18 RBIs, and a 1.111 OPS. So Frank Schwindel knocks one in tonight for my Cubs uh, in what has otherwise been a disastrous second half 
to the season. And with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Check me out there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.